you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Wednesday, December 27th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There is Peter Schrager. There's Jason McCourty. And, of course, our very own Mr. Dante Hall joining us today. What's up, Dante? What's going on, guys? How does it feel to jump back in? Do you feel timely? With We have a lot to talk about with the Chiefs. Yes, exactly. Perfect timing to have me on, because I have a lot to say. Oh, Ooh, okay. What a tease. <laughs> Peter, you got some stuff to say about I, the Chiefs? I'm going to cede my time to Mr. Hall. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It. Okay, great. Great. Uh, they're hosting the Bengals this weekend. Big matchup. Time for the lead block. Lead block. Uh, the Chiefs lost a rough one on Christmas Day. No Connell. Uh, what was it, Peter? He was 9 for 11 after the first quarter and then did not complete a pass Zero. in the subsequent three quarters. Nope. Finished 9 for 21, I think it was, 22. Wild, bonkers numbers. The Raiders still came away with the win, and the Chiefs lost their shot at the overall one seed in the AFC. Here's James Palmer on what happened in Kansas City and where this team goes from here. After the Chiefs lost to the Raiders, the number one word by Patrick Mahomes used was consistency. He said, we'll have a good game, then a bad game, good game, bad game. And obviously, he mentioned, you can't go through the postseason and get very far playing like that. But also, he believes it's the consistency within games they're struggling with. A dominant drive followed by a drive that stalls quickly, mostly due to self-inflicted wounds. Once again, this team had six offensive drives that had penalties on them. All six of those drives resulted in zero points. But wide receiver Justin Watson put it even more bluntly. He said it's a lack of discipline within this offense. That's their issues with route running, with reads, with alignments, with penalties, with assignments. All of those issues on the offensive side of the ball, Patrick Mahomes says defenses aren't doing all that different of things. They're just waiting for us to go out there and make a mistake, and we're making mistakes. Now to get back on track, Andy Reid has a short week to get things together this late in the season. With Isaiah Pacheco in the concussion protocol and Trey Smith dealing with a calf injury, not ideal when you have less time to prepare. 
Yep, that's the state of the nation. Uh, JP, thank you. Here's what's left of the regular season for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to host the Bengals, as we mentioned, on a short week. And then week 18, they go on the road and take on the Chargers. Now, if you're the Los Angeles Chargers at this point, you're like, well, we might have to jump on this bandwagon that the Raiders were able to take advantage of in this division and make things a little messy, if you will. And that's where we go with Dante Hall first. The Chiefs, they've lost three of their last four. Such a strange sentence. That one win coming against the Patriots, how do they turn things around at this point? Are you using the word salvage as it pertains to their season? Salvage? I wouldn't say salvage. I would say um, not one particular word. I would say this to Chiefs Kingdom. Everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, then it's not to end. What does that mean? Stay positive. Everything we want is still right in front of us, right? Now, we may have to swim through some swamps, walk over some hot coals, but everything we want is still right there in front of us. How do we correct things? How do we salvage things? I think it starts at the top mm. with Matt Nagy. Mm. I don't really know the guy, so this is all speculation, but what I do know is this. When Eric B. Enemy was there, we didn't have this lack of discipline. We didn't have guys not lining up. We didn't have guys dropping a league leading 25 passes. We had none of this. So is it Nagy? Is it the enemy? I don't know. But I would like to start there. Starts at the top, right? You're the offensive coordinator. You, besides Juju uh, Schuessmister leaving, are the only change in this Super Bowl winning offense. Mm. So it must be you. Get these guys in order. Secondly, Patrick Mahomes, I love you. You're my favorite quarterback. But I think you need to fall in love with the mundane. Yes, for five years we have been used to the big plays of Tyreek, to Kelsey and all of that. It's time to be check down Tom Brady. <laughs> fall in love with the swing route, the check downs. These plays have been there for the taking, and that's pretty much what we need to get back to, right? Check down. When it's there, take it. Don't look for the big play. Let's get a rhythm. If it's a five-yard check down, throw it to him. And then the last thing I'll end on this. Body language is everything. When you are screaming and yelling at your players, that permeates negatively. When you have what you have had in the first five years, that poker face, we know we're going to win this in the end, that permeates positively. Get back to being positive and not so, you know, ah on the sideline with your guys. You're at home on Christmas Day, obviously a Chiefs legend, and you're watching Kelsey throw his helmet in the home, screaming at the lineman, and then not giving a pat on the back, just screaming at the lineman, and then moving on to the next. You, you know what I thought about? Yeah. It's like my little kids running around here on Christmas Day. We've got you a Christmas tree full of presents, and you're acting like spoiled little brats. <laughs> These guys know I love them. So as a friend, as a brother, I have to call you out. This is not a good look. I'm watching a game with my kids. My daughter loves Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And you're acting like that? Come on, guys. Be better, and I think the team would be better. A couple weeks ago, we saw Patrick Mahomes really begin this behavior that we had not seen from him before at the end of the game with the call that was not a call, and then he had to walk it back a little bit a couple days later. Do you find that this body language maybe started then with him, just his frustrations and everything that's come out this I'm going to be honest. I watch a lot of sports shows. I watch you guys a lot of shows. I felt like the first 13 weeks, he was trying to protect his guys, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone knew what the issue was, and he was trying to protect his guys. And then the media starts saying, no, call these guys out. I can't say for sure, only he knows, but it seems like as the chirps got louder for him to call these guys out, he started calling these guys mm -hmm. out. Well, that was part of the enemy's role in Kansas yes. City. Yes. He was an accountability guy. 
the enemy was a disciplinarian. He was not everyone's best friend. We've had LaShawn McCoy on this very show saying he wasn't the warm and fuzzy type and he and I didn't gel necessarily. That was what Bienemy's role was. He was the bad guy in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And he was the good guy and here it is. And Pat and then Eric Bienemy would come in and tell you like it was. I, I think they do miss that. I think that someone needs to fill that role. I think that's a real spot in a coaching staff. Someone who's not just going to be your best pal. Someone who's going to go there and tell you what you're doing wrong and then hold you accountable for it. I also would go back to this. They have the second-ranked defense in the league. They're going to be in these games. They also have a Hall of Fame quarterback, mm -hmm. a Hall of Fame tight end, and a Hall of Fame first ballot head coach. I wouldn't write them off yet. No. No. Their no defense way. is not like the old Chiefs defense where they're giving up 35 points and you have to pray that Mahomes saves the day. Their defense is clearly the better unit this season. So that is a nice luxury to have. If they get in a playoff game and it's on the road in Baltimore, <laughs> if it's on the road in Miami and it's a divisional round, or even in the first round, if they have to host a Buffalo or a Cleveland, it's going to be a one-score game. Are you picking against Mahomes, Kelsey, and Reed in that situation based on what they've been through in the most recent Januaries? I'm not sure I am. As much as I love Tua and Tyreek and as much as I love what Lamar and Todd Munkin have going on, if it's a one-score game in January and it's on the road or if it's at home, I might still be taking Mahomes and Kelsey and Reed just because of the institutional knowledge they have and the defense is the reason why. They're going to keep them in that game. So... Is it salvageable? Yes. Does someone need to start making sure everyone takes accountability? Yes. Do they have to get in a rhythm? Of course. But the season is absolutely still salvageable. They're a playoff team. No doubt about it. And I don't know if I'm picking in with the way they've played as of late. You just said they've lost three out of the last four. The yeah. only win coming against the New England Patriots, a team that is struggling this season. As you look at this Chiefs offense, and you talked about Mahomes' frustration. We saw Andy Reid's frustration at the end of that Buffalo Bills game. The Mahomes' frustration, I think it just has to do with the buildup. You talked about your kids kids on Christmas morning, when they first start running wild, you're like, alright kids, like you understand it's Christmas, so you give them a little leeway. But it gets to the point where it's just like, got, like I done told y'all ten times now to go sit down, and they still haven't done it. For Mahomes, for 13 weeks, I've done what I've always done as the leader of this team. I've taken all the blame. It gets to the point where you've given those guys that time to grow into their roles, and to your point, when you're making mistakes like motions that we've talked about with mm. Kadarius Tony, shifts and different things, not aligning the right way, those are the things that are unforced errors that we have to take advantage of. We can't have those mistakes. So I think Mahomes, what we're seeing on the sideline is just a culmination. As we get closer to the end and you haven't figured this thing out, we're running out of time. Like, I have to show you guys a different side because what we've been doing, it isn't working because we're not in a position to succeed. And as I look at the Chiefs' offense, you have to rely on the running back room. This Chiefs' offense isn't what it's been the last few years where it's Mahomes throwing the ball around, Kelsey getting open, backyard football as Mahomes is scrambling and making plays. Pacheco's in concussion protocol. Hopefully he's healthy. He gets back out there. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire against the New England Patriots went off in the absence of Pacheco. You have Jerick McKinnon to kind of do it all back. You have to take the ball out of the hands of Mahomes every single play and asking him to do so much because they don't have the supporting cast for him to do that. We've witnessed that for the last several weeks. Hand the ball off and play good defense. That is the formula to me for this team to get to where they want to get because the running back room is where the reliable players are. So go to those guys late down the stretch. We've had 16, 17 weeks now to develop who our guys are. You know who they are. Get them the ball and let them do their thing. Not the wideouts. It's not it's them. Not. It's not them. Maybe next year, maybe two. I feel like a lot of Patriots teams, it wasn't the wideouts. Right. It, was it was Gronk not. and it was the running backs. Mm -hmm. And you found a way to put the ball in those guys' hands and dominate and lead 
lean on the defense. It's okay. You said it. They're really good. It's okay to be a defensive team. And rely on those backs as well, to Dante's point, if you want to play the check down game. Like, no get through the line, turn around, and be available to your guy. Ian Rappaport, good morning to you again. Rap Sheet, latest on the quarterback news this morning. It's unfortunately a position group that we have talked about all too much this season. Yeah, no doubt the season of the backup quarterback, and there may actually be a situation like that for the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Trevor Lawrence has battled through several different injuries this year, has always been out there to play, basically no matter what, even improbably, like last week, dealing with a concussion, getting cleared late. We'll see if this week follows suit. He is dealing with a shoulder sprain, right shoulder sprain. Sprain you saw right there going down hard on the sideline. He has not yet been ruled out. Doesn't sound like he's going to practice today, though. If you want to read the tea leaves on this one, let me give them to you. Matt Barkley was signed off the Giants practice squad to go on the Jacksonville Jaguars active roster. Generally a move you make if you believe he's going to be active. In other words, if you believe he's going to be the backup quarterback. That would indicate C.J. Beathard starting this week for the Jaguars, though there's been no official word of that. Meanwhile, we do have official word from the Pittsburgh Steelers on their starting quarterback. It's going to be Mason Rudolph once again this week, coming off maybe one of the best starts of his career, 290 passing yards, two touchdowns. Mike Tomlin announcing yesterday that they are proceeding this week as if he is the starter. Kenny Pickett was expected to be healthy enough to play, definitely not 100%, but healthy enough to play this week. But it does seem like, barring some sort of change, the Steelers are going with the hot hand here. And then we still do not know who the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings is going to be. Nick Mullins really struggled last week with interceptions. Actually, the last two weeks, six picks in two games, despite a ton of big plays. A lot of strikes down the field, still turn the ball over a little too much. Vikings have not yet announced whether it's going to be Mullins or whether it's going to be rookie Jaron Hall this week. Well, and all you have to go off of is the singular start and appearance that Jaron Hall had in November before he suffered that concussion. So you might yeah. as well give the rookie a look. But why you find yourself with the Vikings in this position, again, not knowing who the quarterback is going to be, is so frustrating. Rap sheet, thank you. I have a question. Who do you think will take one step closer to being enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? You can find out tonight as the 15 modern era finalists of the class of 2024 will be revealed. The gold jacket finalists, 8 p.m. Eastern, exclusively seen right here on NFL Network, and you can stream it on NFL Plus. That's a lot of still to come on our show. The one and two C's in the AFC, we can't stop talking about them. They're going head to head in week 17. Early matchup inspection later on. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. 
He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Next guest, a dear friend of the show. He's the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. Guess what? The Senior Bowl is just a month away. Let's mm. welcome back to Good Morning Football, our buddy, Jim Nagy. Jim, what's up, Jim? Blue. Morning, guys. We are so excited to have you on because Senior Bowl invites are out, and we're already getting guys committed to the game. If you follow the college sport, you know a lot of these names, and we are excited to announce some of them here. Give us some of the big names and future NFL stars that we could be watching a, a month from now at the Senior Bowl. Well, Peter, let's do this. Let's just stay in the college football playoff. Let's talk about Monday's games. You start with Alabama, Chris Braswell and, and uh, Dallas Turner, the two edge rushers that combined for 18 sacks this year. Two really high-end players. Go to the Michigan team. You've got Chris Jenkins, whose dad was a great player in the league, a defensive tackle. Chris is kind of following his footsteps. But if you if you go to the, the Texas-Washington matchup, take your eyes off Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback for Washington, for a little bit. Watch the left tackle, Troy Fatanu. Might be the first interior offensive lineman drafted this year. And then Texas inside duo, you got Byron Murphy, who's kind of like a Grady Jarrett, undersized, really active and powerful player, hard to block. And Tavondre Sweat. You can't miss Tavondre when you turn on the TV. Massive space eater, 365 pounds. Um, and he's made a huge jump this year. A year ago, he didn't get a senior bowl invite. He was probably a fifth or sixth round draft pick if he came out last year. You know, returns this year, has a monster year. He is probably no worse than a second round draft pick. So some really good trench matchups in this college football playoff games. Jim, are you going to be going to the Rose Bowl for the New Year's as a for work or for pleasure? Well, it's a house divided at the Nagy House. My wife's a Bama grad. I'm a Michigan grad, so we probably should be going out for that one. But I'm, I'm going to be going out to L.A. for our Senior Bowl roster reveal special the next week. So I just didn't want to make okay. that flight two weeks in a row. So I tapped out of the Rose Bowl. I should be there, though. Makes perfect sense. Um, God bless you and your marriage that week leading up to the game. <laughs> you mentioned it this last month that there is a new look to the Senior Bowl. This new rule allows underclassmen to play as well. How much extra work has that put on your committee? And how different has this month been compared to past years? Well, besides cranking up the star power of the game, which is, is great, it's great for us, it's great for the network, you know, and ratings, hopefully. It has changed our process a little bit for sure. It's made it a lot more fluid. Most years at this time, we're really locked into our roster. We feel really good about where we're at. 
this year it's just, you know, a lot more communication with the agent community, trying to figure out which kids are staying in, which guys are coming out. So it's just, it's just more fluid. And, and we're going to have to work that through the bowl games when these guys start declaring. So if they do declare, we're ready with an invite. Jim, the Senior Bowl has had great success in its selection of wide receivers. Puka Nakua, Rasheed Rice, Tank Dale, Jaden Reed, just to name a few, all were part of the 2023 Senior Bowl week. Is it a formula for picking the uh, right wide receivers, or is it a case of the wide eyes having something to prove to general managers and coaches? That's a great question. I do think the wideouts are starting to see a lot of value in the game. I think you're seeing guys like Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel and Terry McLaurin. I mean, there's been a number of guys that have come down here. So yeah, you're seeing Puka, you're seeing Rashid. Tank Dell had a great week. But I, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to our scouting staff. They, they put a lot of work in. One of the guys you didn't mention who's having a great year there with Jaden Reed, his teammate is Dontavian Wicks. Um, he's having a great second half of the year for the Green Bay Packers. And again, he's a guy that his junior year, had he come out, looked like a second round draft pick. You know, then they had a coaching change. His senior year wasn't as good. And we decided to, we had to go back to that junior year work. So again, a lot of credit to our scouting staff that puts in a lot of time watching these wideouts. And I do think there's a buy-in factor now from the wideouts, knowing they can come down here and get in front of these GMs and head coaches. Yeah, and they're hitting the ground running when they get to their NFL teams. But in order to stop those guys, you got to get the right defensive backs on your team. So I want to talk to you a little <laughs> about defense and specifically in the secondary. Talk to me about this class, not only about the corners on the outside, but about guys that are going to be playing in the slot, covering the guys like the Cooper Cups and the Puka Nakua's. I knew you'd go there with the DBs. I love it. Yeah, a lot of, lot of nickel-sized guys in this year's draft. And the first guy I would talk about if we're just going to stay in the CFP is Michigan's Mikey Sainristrill. He's a guy that, uh, you know, back in my time with the New England Patriots, we had a guy named Troy Brown, who was a wide receiver by trade. Um, and one year had to come over and play some nickel for us. And, and I think he ended up leading the team in interceptions that year. You know, Troy was one of the all-time best. Mikey actually started his career in Ann Arbor at wide receiver. Now they've moved him to DB and he's had five interceptions this year. You know, he's a baller. He's a baller. That's what you can say about most of these good nickels. And then, and then on the Texas side, they have a guy named Jadai Barron. If you guys remember back in the 80s, the singer Sade, I heard that his yes, mom was sure. such a fan that she named her son Jade. And he's like Sainer still. You know, that front seven for Texas gets a lot of love and the secondary doesn't get as much credit. But Jade Barron is going to be a really good nickel when he gets to the NFL. No ordinary love. Talk about it. get there if you <laughs> need go. me to. Um, Sade, Jade, Jim Nagy, we love having you. So many bowl games on. So many different senior bowl prospects to watch. It's so cool having you on the show. And we're only less than a month away, man. We're excited. Thanks for having me on, guys. Happy, uh, happy early New Year. Yeah. Thanks, Amen. Jim. Happy New Year's. <laughs> uh, Will Selva, out to you. Good morning to you, our friend. Good morning. There was some news yesterday that we were all made aware of by a single tweet that emerged. Yeah, and we absolutely loved it. We know our guy, Jason McCorry, is on the program. He calls games on the radio. But Jason, Jason is also an NFL Network insider now. Yes, that's right. Our guy, J-Mac, breaking news. As he was the first to report free agent defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph Day agreeing to terms on a deal with the 49ers. Joseph Day was a captain for the Chargers and started all 14 games this season before being released. Way to go, J-Mac, breaking the news. Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders knocking off Chiefs, knocking off the Chiefs rather on Christmas Day, despite O'Connell not completing a single pass over the final three quarters. Now, O'Connell finished the game with just 62 yards passing, but hey, a win's a win, right? In fact, 
O'Connell's cool, calm composure during the game reminded Antonio Pierce of another stone face killer. Yeah, this is gonna be a tough one. I'm gonna say it because it's, it's just, I can relate. It's, it's Eli, man. It's like, it's like, you good? Yeah, I'm good. No, no, like you're good. Second quarter. Yeah, I'm good. Third quarter. Fourth quarter. We, we ain't complete the ball yet. You good? He's still good. To have that, I call it poker face and that even kill, that's fine. You know, I don't, I don't need him to be AP. Don't have that fiery. Don't be passionate. Don't be going crazy and getting bleeped every five minutes. Don't do that. No, no, no. Just be nice and calm and under control and, and manage the game and don't turn the ball over. All right, former Giants teammates, we know fans in Cleveland are rooting for Joe Flacco, but should fans in Baltimore be too? P. Shrags will lay it all out for us next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Time for What's Your Beef, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. And I'm going to go to Cleveland, and I'm going to talk about Joe Flacco mm-hmm. this morning. See, Joe Flacco is arguably the greatest offensive player in the history of the Baltimore Ravens franchise. He's a Super Bowl winner, a Super Bowl MVP. He's the winner of an NFL record seven road playoff games. He's the owner of not one, but Two wins over Tom Brady in playoff games played in Foxborough. Wow. 
And he beat Peyton Manning and the Broncos in the playoffs in their building with a last-second touchdown pass to Jacoby Jones and set up the Justin Tucker field goal that we know so well. For a solid decade, Joe Flacco was the man in Baltimore. They drafted Lamar Jackson, and about midway through Lamar's rookie season, they put Jackson in instead of Flacco. And Jackson was awesome. Took him to the playoffs, the whole deal. Flacco, he was cool about it, and though it wasn't ideal, his time in Baltimore was done. But Joe Flacco wasn't. This thought that Joe Flacco in a Browns jersey is so unbearable for Ravens fans to see, it's actually not a thing at all. See, check out this tweet here. This one right here comes from a follower of the show. And the tweet says, I'm asking this genuinely as someone who didn't grow up in Baltimore. Why can't we celebrate the resurgence of long- and longevity of Joe Flacco's comeback story, Ravens Flock? To which the actor, Josh Charles, you know him from The Good Wife, sure. Dead Poet Society, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. He says, he's a diehard fan. He says, who says we can't? One of the all-time good dudes and couldn't be happier for him as I'm sure many Baltimore fans are. That said, that love will end if we gotta play them <laughs> in the playoffs. Cards on the table here. I married a Baltimore girl. My wife's whole family rocks with the Ravens. They are diehards. They love Joe Flacco. Would they have preferred he was playing right now for Jacksonville or say the Saints or the, I don't know, the Patriots, someone who's not in the division? Sure, but they're happy for the guy. And remember, the Ravens didn't move from Baltimore to Cleveland. It was the other way around. If anything, Ravens fans despise the Colts. They hate the Colts. They hate the Ursays. They took their team overnight, the Colts, in Mayflower moving vans and took them to Indianapolis. The Browns? Well, the Ravens just kind of inherited the old Browns. The Browns fans may hate the Ravens. The Ravens fans, they don't really hate the Browns. All things told, this Flacco story... It's awesome. It's awesome for Browns fans. It's awesome for football fans. Yeah. And in quiet moments, it's awesome for even Ravens fans. That is, unless they meet in the playoffs. And if that's the case, screw Joe Flacco. Let's go Ravens. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Screw Joe Flacco. Let's go Ravens. It's phenomenal what Joe Flacco is doing. And to that point, if I'm a Ravens fan, no, I don't want to see him in a Cleveland Browns. I can be happy for him, but I can still hate the fact that he's wearing number 15 and the fact that he's tearing it up. But I love it. As just an outsider, I'm looking at it like, wow, it would be so cool if they do meet in the playoffs. And what if Joe Flacco wins that game? Did I hear you say that resume right? He beat Tom Brady and the Patriots twice in New in England. In Foxborough. In Foxborough. And he also beat Peyton Manning mm-hmm. in Denver. In Denver. It's great. Hall of Fame great. resume right there. No joke. If he does this right now for Cleveland, if they win a playoff game. I- Just a playoff game. Give him a jacket. <laughs> the numbers might not be there, but like the, the most road playoff wins in the history of the sport. Super Bowl okay. MVP. Nice. There's Kurt Warner parallels here to a second chapter. We'll put him in when he's like 85. Yeah. And I think the key for Baltimore is that all-time good guy. Like, would show up at random breakfast spots in Baltimore, like, totally unassuming with his family and just, like, orders, pays, and leaves. Like, he's fantastic. All right. There is a great matchup that I feel like we just haven't touched on yet in the show, and we must get to it now. Time for the lead block. Lead block. The Lions clinched their first division title since 1993 on Sunday. But now... It's on to the next game, as always. And this is a massive in the NFC. Here's Dan Campbell, their head coach in the Lions, what he had to say about taking on the Dallas Cowboys Saturday night. 
it's important. You know, we, we checked the box on one thing, and now it's, it's to the next one. And, and so at this point now, we're fighting for the two seed. You know, and look, if, if you're able to get to the one, so be it. But right now, what we, what we know we can achieve on our own is the two. And that's no easy task. You know, we got to go to Dallas. They haven't lost in I don't know how many games at home. And uh, they play really well there. Uh, it'll be loud, you know, but, but we're looking forward to it. Dan Campbell just referenced it. They're looking at the two seed right now, and it's very much in their grasp of win over Dallas would put them in good standing to do so as the Eagles are 11 and 4 so are the Lions so are the 49ers there could be even a one seed scenario we'll get into it but this is the game it's the current 3 seed versus the current 5 seed with those numbers being quite fungible based on this weekend's games is Detroit at Dallas, a Saturday night special. Jamie Erdahl, I am ready for it. Let's go. Here's the tee up. What would a Lions win in this two versus five matchup as it currently sits in the NFC? What would a Lions win over the Cowboys mean in the NFC as a whole? Uh, obviously, we just talked about the possibility of the two spot, and they're still chasing that one spot. But for the Detroit Lions, they've just been fun and fascinating to watch. There's been some ups and downs. But you go back to last season. As the season was ending, we said it multiple times here on this show, if the Lions could have just gotten into the playoffs, they were probably the hottest team in the NFL. And going into the playoffs, they have an opportunity to continue to build momentum. There was a time where they were going into that Denver Broncos game where we were questioning the Detroit Lions. Were they a team that were for real as a contender? Then they got there they beat on the Broncos they beat the Vikings and now you're going on the road to Dallas you win a game like that I think you just look at the historic season they've had and you just said it they won the division the first time since 93 they've also had 20 wins now in the last two seasons that's the first time in franchise history and I look at this team, when you see them, that was a celebration of after winning the division. T-shirts and hats, we always talk about it. And this Lions team, young team, and they showed it in their video of them announcing and congratulating the team of winning their division. And they flashed back in a video on Dan Campbell in early September. He had the guy stand up. Look at Anzalone. Look at Anzalone. Hey, him and Aiden Hutchison, oh. hey, they're for the culture right now. They're rocking. They're showing some moves. Can they, they, can, hang? they can hang. You see everybody's watching. If they weren't, they'd tell them to sit down. So shout out to those, guys, those two guys right there. But Dan Campbell stands up and he tells the guys to turn around in their meeting room and to read what was on the board in the back. And it was since 93 that they had won a division title. It was, I think, 92 since they had won a playoff game he said to those guys we build our legacy now this season is going to be one that you never forget and as you look at his Lions team and they continue to do things that they haven't done in their franchise history or they haven't done in the last 30 years that's the type of season they're having you go on the roll this late and you beat a Dallas Cowboys team uh, for a young roster, it continues to build the confidence. We talked about it this week. A guy like Ifatu Melifanwu stepping up for them on the defensive side of the ball. A young guy that they drafted who's now getting his opportunity to go out there and play. That's to me, is what's so fun to watch. Kirby Joseph getting an interception, celebrating as he's returning the ball down the sideline. And big games like this, you show up. That gives you the confidence going into the playoffs because a lot of those guys on that team, aside from a Jared Goff, they haven't been able to do something like that. So I think that's the fun and fascinating thing. If they're able to beat the Cowboys and continue to build on that momentum, they're serious contenders to win the Super Bowl. In the yeah, NFC. That was really fun seeing them in the locker room afterwards. And that was a close game. Yes. Defense, defense closed the door. That was so important that the defense finally made that big play to say, yes, we can do this. We can do some big games against worthy opponents. Dallas hasn't lost a game at home all mm -hmm. season. This is a test. And let me tell you, let me add to the mystique of this. I don't know if it's been announced yet. I think it has. But Saturday night, 
December 30th, so it's a standalone game. It's actually Aikman and Buck on the call, so yeah. ESPN is doing it. Jimmy Johnson's going to be retired into the Cowboys' ring of honor. So think about the feelings in Dallas. They haven't lost a game all season at home. Their all-time legendary coach is being inducted into the ring of honor. Aikman's on the call. It feels like it's a big Cowboys. Imagine the Lions came in there and just rained on that party. And it's Dan Campbell, the former Cowboys tight end, to come in there and say, you know what? We don't care about any of that. We've got bigger goals than you guys celebrating. We're not the homecoming team that you come in and beat on. Here's some fun playoff pictures stuff. If the Lions win out, they play the Cowboys this week, they play the Vikings week 18, and the 49ers lose to either the Commanders this weekend, unlikely, or the Rams, potentially, the Lions. The Lions get the one seed and the first round by. And they're saying, well, what about the Eagles? Strength of schedule, Mm -hmm. strength of victory, conference records. It actually favors the Lions. Let's see that playoff picture again one more time. Let me take you through it again here. You get the Lions beating the Cowboys this week and the Lions beating the Vikings. They leapfrog the Eagles and they kick out the 49ers if the 49ers lose to the Rams in Week 18. And then we're talking first round bye and the entire NFC playoffs comes through Detroit. Mm. They shouldn't be satisfied with just being division champions. That's cool. That's fun. That's a nice step. Um, there could be bigger goals at stake here. You beat Dallas, you're a win away and a little help from your old buddy Stafford from getting that one seed and a home field throughout the playoffs and a bye. I think the Lions, they might shock the world. They might beat the Cowboys this weekend because I think they're not just satisfied with being mm. division champions and dancing around in Minnesota's locker room. I mean, they did go into Arrowhead opening week on championship banner night in mm. Arrowhead and got a win. True. You can win there. You can win True. at Jerry's World. Fun fact for you guys. Dan Campbell, that's my guy. We played ball together at Texas A&M. So I'm proud of you, my boy. Yeah. Give him a man. Tell us about college Dan Campbell. Oh, Dan Campbell? I'm not surprised at the success he's having, not only what he had as an interim coach in Miami, mm-hmm. but the success he's having in Detroit. He was a leader of men. In college, one of my favorite all-time players that I played with. He took me deer hunting one time for the first time, <laughs> first and only time. He's that kind of guy, right? He's going to bring you in and, and, and mix with guys that are not like him. So I'm not shocked by his success at all. Now, back to the question. What would this win mean? For me, I think it would mean applied pressure to the other number one seed. Uh, contenders, San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. and the Philadelphia Eagles. That applied pressure would mean you don't get to rest your guys in week 17. You have to go out True. and still fight for this win. With the injuries to uh, Trent Williams, mm-hmm. with that groin injury, I've had that. Only rest can heal that. Mm. You don't get to rest your guys. You have to go out and play. So I think this win True. would basically mean apply pressure to the other guys contending for the number one seed. Knowing your energy does not surprise me whatsoever that those two were friends and that you went deer hunting together <laughs> in great, college. is fantastic. I know. like That deer makes hunting. so much yeah. sense. Um, also, you're supposed to be quiet when you hunt for deer. Is that? Uh, did you guys accomplish yeah, that? Yeah, that was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Silence is valuable when you do that. This is not going to work with Dante. Let's go to the other sideline. The Cowboys coming off that loss to the Dolphins. They have this narrative, but a positive spin is that they get to be at home. Do we feel better or worse about Dallas after a game that they lost and the the way in which they did? It's going to sound weird to say it's not a participation trophy or anything of that nature, but 
I do feel better about the Cowboys after that Miami Dolphins team. And yes, you can look at it and say the offense didn't put up prolific numbers or anything of that nature. But as you watch that game, it was two good football teams going head to head. Yes, for the Dallas Cowboys, if you're a fan, you look at it where you have Tony Pollard on a goal line and you think, all right, if he just gets this one in the end zone, how much more it could have meant in that game. But they went toe to toe with the Miami Dolphins. I think bigger than that, when it came down the fourth quarter of that game and Dak Prescott has the ball in his hands with an opportunity to take his team down there and go ahead in that game, he does it on a beautiful drive where he's making plays to put them in position to win the game. Now, ultimately, Tua and the Miami Dolphins came back, got the ball now, drove, and Jason Sanders hits the field goal to win the game. But there's so many question marks around Dak in a primetime moment and every other narrative you want to place around the fantastic season that he's having. Coming off a road loss to the Buffalo Bills where you kind of lay an egg, then you go on the road to Miami and you perform the way they did. Yes, it was a loss, so there's going to be question marks about this Cowboys team, but I do feel better of seeing them show up on the road, put their best foot forward, but just falling a little bit short. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think if they had lost 40-14 to 14 or 35-7, to 7, we're doing the entire show on the Cowboys are melting down. It almost felt like they needed to just show up in this game and give it their best effort. And to your point, Dak did have that final drive. It just so happened Tua had a better final drive mm-hmm. that followed. Mm-hmm. The defense was really good in this one. Miami comes in, they're a bunch of Ferraris, and they were able to slow them down, hold them to five field goals. No moral victories, and at the end of the day, if they lose 22-20 in the divisional round again, I think everyone's going to be screaming bloody murder. But <laughs> I do feel better this week than I did last week after the loss to the Buffalo Bills up in Buffalo. I, I, I'm not with you guys on this one. I, I feel worse, and the reason is because – Dak finally has that moment. He Mm -hmm. goes down, he drives the team, and puts them in position to win. I thought the strength of this Cowboys team was the defense. And they're unable to keep them from driving in return and go down to win the game. So for me, I think that's going to bode problems for the Cowboys. For whatever reason, Micah is not showing up in big moments and big games. And he's one of your biggest stars on defense. And that's when he needs to uh, show up most is on a game-winning drive, get a stop, make a big sack. And I just didn't see that. So for me, I'm still concerned. Yes, more victory. You went on the road. You played well. But you held the Miami Dolphins to five field goals at home and still lost. That's not a good sign. Mm. Mm. I'm just thinking of NFL Plus, the new show, Deer Hunting with Dan Campbell and Dante Hall. That's all I can think about right now. Dan and Dante. Dan and Dante. Oh, I like that. Deer Hunting. Or is it Dante and Dan? Yeah. Dan and Dante. Okay. Dan and Dante. Dan and Dante Deer Hunting experience. Sounds like a video game. Are you going to join? Franchise? Sure. But you have to... Shh. Yeah. I won't know. I'm not going. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. 
Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.